Welcome in. Special edition, second episode in a week. What's the world coming to? It's your man Jay here and that other awesome voice you hear on the other side. You know him from the Den of Geek. You know him from the Filmstrip Podcast. It's Ron. Ron, what's up, man? Thanks for stepping in the ring here on The Grinder. All I know is last week basketball officially ended for me, but yeah, <laughs> here I am. I'm going to talk about a bunch of teams that don't matter because <laughs> the only team that matters is out. Go ahead, go ahead and tell everybody that allegiance. Go ahead and lay it out. <sighs> if I never see St. Peter's talked about again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> Well, that's happening tonight. We're going to get to them. But as uh, you know, look, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some expert on all these teams. I'm not. I watch uh, college basketball in a most casual fashion. And uh, the team I root for um, did exactly what I expected them to do. They didn't show up and they got blown off the court uh, last weekend. So I got no rooting interest in any of this anymore either. Except I just want to see some fun basketball. And tournament time is always fun. And somehow I'm still leading in a bracket contest. I mean, it tells you how wow. little everyone else in that, that group watches basketball. Uh, because, yeah, I've, I've got a pretty good lead, too. Like, it would take it would take some monumental upsets for me to go down at this point. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, uh, anything can happen. But, yeah, we're going to preview the Sweet 16 of both tournaments, and I guess the Elite Eight, too, because we ain't coming back for that. We'll, we'll get you all the way down to what we think the Final Four will be, and then circle around next week, we'll, we'll talk about the end. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I can't say that this is the most shocking, you know, exciting tournament ever, but it, we've had our set of upsets. There's some teams here that no one would have thought would be at this point, and we, it's going to give us some interesting matchups in the Sweet 16, both the women's and the men's brackets, I would say. Yeah, anytime you have a 15 beat a 2, it's a it's a pretty exciting uh, a pretty exciting march, but you know, I'll, I'll keep thinking about that because people will just keep bringing it up until the end of time, no matter what yeah, else well, happens. Well, until until it you know it happens again the year after because Oral Roberts did this, and now we got St. Peter's. I'm seeing this theme with like religious schools, you know, <laughs> vanquishing some mortal enemy of nil improprieties in front of them. Well, so, but in that case, how do you explain Florida Gulf Coast University? I mean, look that that ha- I I got words and thoughts, but uh, I'm not going to speak them into the power of dunk, the power of Dunk City and the, the power of Florida man. <laughs> yeah, that and uh, relaxed admission standards. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, it gets a lot of people oh, by. But look, hey, a lot, lot of a lot of good people got the, a lot of good young men got an opportunity there. I hope they took advantage of it because uh, the G League don't pay that good. Uh, but anyway, uh, as we as we see, well let let's go to the, let's go to the ladies' side of the tournament because I mean if we're going to make rampant speculation about basketball, let's at least defend both sides of the aisle. Um, I've, I've stumped on this show from the beginning that uh, I think the women's tournament is a lot of fun. It's it's good basketball. You should watch it. And so I, I'm I'm game to peep in on some of these. So we start out in the, over in the Spokane region. The old trusty Buckeyes of Ohio State, they were a six-seed, a little underseeded there, in my opinion. They're going to take on the number two Texas Longhorns. Good-looking teams are playing at 7 o'clock Friday night in that region. Ron, I got to tell you, Texas is the higher-rated team, but I like the Buckeyes in this one, man. They just play better defense, so who you got? I'm going to go with the Buckeyes, as much as I hate to support Ohio. Uh, I, I can't help but feel like you're right. They are the better defensive team. I've watched a little bit of them, and they've been playing some real hard-nosed defense, so I can I can definitely appreciate that. 
Yeah, they. I, th- I think that hard nosed defense is going to make the difference in this one uh, for sure. I, I we agree on that one. Okay, I thought I thought we would be in different uh, planes on that one, man. But uh, no, we're we're going to stay the same. All right, we stay in the Spokane region though, because the nightcap on Friday night, number one, the Stanford Cardinal, the Lady Trees, bringing in those Terps from Maryland, the sneaky Terps, the fourth seed. I man, I'm not. Uh, Look, that could be a scholastic bowl uh, or it could be a basketball game. But either way, I'm taking Stanford in spite of the fact that they turn out people like Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, yeah, I'm I definitely got to go with Stanford. I mean, they're they're the West Coast version of like a UConn uh, they're, or like a Notre Dame. They're like a, always – they're always in it. They're always really highly ranked and, you know – I feel like Maryland's going to run into the buzzsaw because Stanford's a lot closer to home. Yeah, they, they are, and they shoot the lights out too. That's the other thing about Stanford. Like they can score, and I don't think Maryland can keep pace with that. We go over to the Greensboro region where it, it's it's a battle of of uh, you know near state rivals here. The number one South Carolina Gamecocks, the buzzsaw of ladies basketball this mm. season, taking on number five, the UNC Tar Heels. Oh, man. I Look, North Carolina is no joke, and North Carolina teams in tournaments are no joke. But, Ron, you cannot score on South Carolina. Man, they are the blockingest bunch I've seen. I, I'm taking the Gamecocks, and I think carefully, man, I, I, or comfortably. I don't, I don't think they even get in trouble in this one. Yeah, um, I'm not going to argue with you there either. We're gonna we're both going to go chalk on that one too, because that's that that's a tough team and that's a tough draw. Even even with the the, the relatively friendly Greensboro location. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it, it is favorable to Chapel Hill in that case, but uh, those South Carolina Gamecocks. I'm telling not you, that favorable. No, it's not, and and it doesn't matter if if you're going up against if if you're going into it doesn't matter whose neighborhood you're in if you're if you face that gang off you might as well just get back on the subway warriors because you're not coming out to play, uh, not not that night. We stay in the Greensboro region later that night. Number ten Creighton taking on Iowa State. Man, the Cyclones have got both teams in the Sweet Sixteen. We'll talk about the fellas in a little bit playing some solid ball, but Creighton pulling upset specials. They took down Iowa. I had Iowa all the way in the final four. I'm getting on the Creighton train, man. I, I think they I think they take out their second uh, corn, corn state uh, here in a row. I can't go with you on that one because one of the things I feel about college basketball, whether it's women's or men's, you can have a player get hot, take over a game, and you can have a player take over an entire tournament. And I feel like this is going to be Caitlin Clark. Uh, from Iowa State, she's one of the top women in the country. She was one of the top women in the country last year. She shoots the lights out. She scores. She passes. She's a she's practically a triple. She's a triple double machine. And I think before the end of her college career, she's going to have that top mark for triple doubles all time in, in NCAA uh, women's basketball. And uh, so I'm definitely going to stick with her because if you've never watched her ball out, it's it's impressive. Oh, no, it totally is. I agree. And look, I like the pick, even though I'm going the other direction. You're not wrong. What a showdown that'll be when it, when it uh, gets said and done. We'll come back to that in a bit. We go to the Saturday games now, the Bridgeport region, the other side of the Carolina, the early game, North Carolina State, the Wolfpack taking on Notre Dame. We already talked about the West Coast Notre Dame with Stanford. Now we get the real Notre Dame right there in the middle. And I, look, man, um, 
all I can say is Scott Hall just died, and there's no way I'm picking against the Wolfpack right now. Also, they're really awesome at basketball. They play really well. They play super fast. I don't think Notre Dame can hang. So I like NC State for uh, completely unrelated reasons and for actual basketball reasons. I think there's a lot to be said for pace and if you can dictate your pace. And I feel like you're right. Notre Dame just can't hang with that. They're, they they play the slower um, biggie style of basketball. And I think NC State's just going to run around over and through them before it's all said and done. I don't think it's going to be that easy for NC State, but I feel like it's going to be fairly easy for NC State. Yeah, I, I, I'm i with you there. We both like NC State. Look, I'm surprised about this next one because number three, Indiana, is taking on number two, UConn. Not the fact that it's those two teams because they're both really good, obviously, but I had Kentucky coming into that spot. I really thought the, the Lady Wildcats were going to make it up to this. They got bounced uh, early, and uh, you know, to, then Indiana made, made a work out of a, a tough Princeton team. They playing close to the Razor's edge. I look at UConn, though, man, and I'm like, look, UConn is usually what South Carolina and Stanford are or, or this year and have been. And it ain't like they've fallen off a whole lot. I like the Lady Huskies here. Yeah, I, I can't support Indiana in this one. Not just because it's Indiana, but because it's UConn. I, you know, I don't I don't care how far how far UConn has fallen off this season, which is clearly not that much, but a number two seeded UConn team is still a force to be reckoned with and is still uh, that's still a big ask for anybody to, to beat in college basketball. Oh, I, I completely agree. So we go over to Wichita, the number four Tennessee Lady Vols. I, man, I would not want to mess with that bunch, but they are going up against a tall task in your hometown team, the Louisville Lady Cardinals. That's in the Wichita region. I'm going to make you go first on this one, man, since it's your hometown team. I'm not a UFL fan, but, man, those Lady Cards, when you say that's a tall order, that the tall is the emphasis because they are a long yeah. team. They are a long team, and they play, and they play up to their height, which is some, not something you see, uh, which is something you could see a lot of in women's basketball. You don't mm-hmm. see a ton of that, but man, U of L is tall, and they play tall ball, and that's I think that's just going to be uh, that's just going to be too much for Tennessee to get past. I agree completely with what you're saying about the tall ball, but let me tell you something, <laughs> Kelly Harper coaches like a mad person and her team plays like mad people. And and I'm going to tell you, man, people talked about the men's team was wrongly seated. I think this Tennessee team at four was completely disrespected. I think they're, they're at least in the top two. I'm taking the Vols here. I like the lady Vols to to pull the upset. It's going to be tough, but I think this might be one of our overtime games for the weekend too, but I like them in this one. That's it's going to be a rock fight. It's going to, and a lot of it, I think is going to come down to how they're going to call fouls. Oh, yeah, completely, yeah. If they swallow the whistle, this is going to be a real rock fight. And if they don't, Becky's going to get mad and still throw rocks. It don't matter. Um, because <laughs> they, 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 these girls are going to go at each other, man. It's it, it's going to be hardcore. I, I'm all about some of this. All right, the, not, the afternoon cap in the Wichita region, number 10, South Dakota. The little engine that could goes up against Big Blue. Number three, Michigan. Man, I hate this. I hate myself for doing this because I am not a fan of the Walmart Wolverines, but Michigan's too good, man. They're just too good. I, I can't buy the South Dakota hype train as good as they're playing. Michigan, I think, plays too good a defense. Yeah, they're playing really well, but I, I feel like if you're the number 10 seed and you get to the Sweet 16, especially if you're like a number 10, South, uh, 10 seed South Dakota State, or South Dakota, excuse me, I feel mm-hmm. like 
you are at this point, you've already been playing with house money and uh, enjoy your sweet 16 gang. Cause you it is well-deserved, but I think it, this is where it stops. Yes, we both like Michigan on that. All right, so just to recap real quick, the Lady Sweet 16, we both like Ohio State over Texas. We both like Stanford over Maryland. We both like South Carolina over North Carolina. We split. I like Creighton. You like Iowa State. We both like NC State. Both like UConn. You like Louisville. I like Tennessee, and we both like Michigan. So let's wrap out those regions. Let's pick who we think are going to make it out of there and be in the Ladies Final Four. So first up, it'll be Ohio State, Stanford out of the Spokane region. Who you got? Uh, that's, that is going to be a game right there. I am going to have to stick with the chalk and more importantly, going to have to stick with the home court advantage, so to speak, or the more, the, for, the closer to home court advantage, Ohio state travels really well, regardless of where they are and regardless of what the sport is. So I don't think it's going to be as big a Stanford crowd as you might expect, but I'm going to stick with Stanford. Yeah, I agree with you there, man. I like Stanford, too. I think they're just too good. Ohio State, uh, great run to the Elite Eight. Be proud of that. But uh, Stanford's a wall. Just a, I just don't think Seaguar's getting over that wall. South Carolina's going to take on – I think they're taking on uh, – uh, Creighton, you say they're taking on Iowa State. But I'm going to tell you, man, it don't matter who's coming through that court because the Eagles score more than 38 anyway. So I'm, I, like, I like South Carolina in this one pretty, pretty handily. They're going to take the Greensboro region. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I I feel like uh, this is where uh, Caitlin Clark gets some gets some fire for next year. Comes back mad and plays like mm-hmm. it because that's yeah. that's about the only way you're going to get past South Carolina. Yeah, we both like the Gamecocks there. All right, I we both got NC State, UConn, and the Bridgeport region. I'm gonna be honest, man. This is a hard one to pick. Like it really is. Like mm-hmm. I really want to pick UConn. Something tells me NC State's just got the magic this year, man. Give me NC State to move on to the Final Four. And I, I hate to feel like we're just in agreement always, but I'm going to go with NC State too. Like you said, I feel like there's something about that team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is not this is not the UConn. This is a great UConn team, but this is not the UConn of old. And I feel like NC State, they, they've been knocking at the door for quite a while. I feel like this is the year they kick it in. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to get by and get into the Final Four. Then our last one, you've got Louisville, Michigan. I've got Tennessee, Michigan. Who you got coming out of the Wichita region? I am going to stick with the Lady Cardinals. As much as it pains me as a UK fan, as much as I wish I'd send the UK Lady Cats would be going forward in this, they are not. They were almost as disappointing as the men's team this year <laughs> in the tournament time. <laughs> But um, Louisville's just so so tall, man. It's yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get over that. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to say it. Well, look, I picked the Lady Vols for a reason. I think that buzzsaw's moving forward too. A lot for the same reason that I don't think Notre Dame can hang, you know, with speed for NC State in the Sweet 16 round. I don't think Michigan can play Tennessee's speed and Tennessee's depth. I like Tennessee to move forward out of the Wichita region. So my final four in the women's are Tennessee, NC State, South Carolina, Stanford. The only difference is you've got Louisville in place of Tennessee. So we'll see who's right next week. We may both be totally wrong, uh, but either way, we have picked the <laughs> Lady Sweet 16. It's now time to do the ad read. We don't have any of those, but it's just time to tell you that this podcast is part of the most awesome podcast collection of folks you have ever met, or at least the geekiest bunch. We are proud members of the Geek Lounge family. Ron, 
tell folks what the Geek Lounge is all about. The Geek Lounge is a collective of podcasts full of interesting people doing interesting things. We've got the all Christmas based Tis the Podcast. We've got uh, Totally Red Christmas, which is an 80s themed Christmas podcast. All things 80s, all things Christmas in the 80s. If it was your favorite toys or your favorite movies or just anything fun that you got at Christmas, Jerry will let you cover it. And then on top of that, we've got one of the things I'm most excited for, the Golden Dudes. Yes. Anthony from Tis the Podcast and Jerry Davila from Totally Rad Christmas and some other folks are getting together and they're going to be doing a Golden Girls rewatch podcast, which just sounds incredible to me because yes, I watched I've watched a few episodes of that uh, over the past year just to get reacquainted with it and man, the show holds up and I think this is going to be a lot of I think this is going to be a fun podcast I really do. I agree, and there's also there's a movie review podcast in there you might want to mention, too. I hear it's pretty decent from time to time. Yeah, check out the Film Strip Podcast. It's a couple of vaguely familiar voices talking about <laughs> movies with some other vaguely familiar voices. Yeah, 300 plus episodes strong. We were talking offline before the show started about a Harry Potter retrospective we did 11 years ago or so. <laughs> and we're both watching the Harry Potter stuff with Peacock now. So look, I'll go check all of that out. Geeklounge.com is where you can find a list of all those great pods. Follow us on the social media. We're proud to be a part of the Geek Lounge here on Sports Ball Grinder. I guess we're kind of bringing up the sports world of the Geek Lounge, which is sort of fun. So who says the geeks can't like sports? I mean, come on. Uh, that's what we're I mean, here is about. There, is, the there anything, is there anything nerdier than statistics? <laughs> I mean, really? Come on, right? Like, we, we just previewed the Women's Sweet 16. I mean, we are deep diving here, people. Come on. You know, so give <laughs> us some love. We are now available not only on Spotify, of course, the podcast Haven. We're on Apple. We're on Google, CastBox, all those places. Uh, you can just go to the anchor.fm distribution site. If you want, search Sportsball Grinder. You'll find us everywhere you go. So let's flip it over to the fellas. It's time to talk about the Men's Sweet 16. We'll go to the West region first. The number four Arkansas Razorbacks, the only SEC team alive. They're like Will Smith and that Fresh Prince gif. Going with everybody else, go. <laughs> so we're the ones, really? And they draw the Gonzaga team, the machine I mean, like if Georgia football had a basketball team, it would be Gonzaga. There's nothing flashy about it. There's a point guard that you're not really sure how he's on the court with everybody else, but somehow they still win. And look, I think Arkansas, man, early in the season, I was worried about Arkansas as an Auburn fan. Like, man, this team's going to be tough. And they didn't really put it together till the very end of the year. And I, think it's like you know, you study really hard and you do get on those last couple of tests but you're you've got to ace the final to get the to get the b and i don't think it's going to happen man I, I like gonzaga here i think they're just too good one of one of the things i think is most important when it comes to basketball is you got to peak at the right time and mm-hmm. most of the sec teams peaked at the wrong time this year including kentucky who peaked with that kansas game where they blew the doors off of kansas and just looked like world beaters and then it was just all downhill from there with injuries and whatnot Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like this is kind of a it's a kind of a similar. I feel like Arkansas is peaking at the right time, but I feel like the ceiling is lower than Gonzaga. And I and yeah. I, as much as I don't want to go with the uh, with any Catholic affiliated universities at this point, I, I got to go with the Zags for this one. My my residual St. Peter's rage, notwithstanding, I have to go with the Jags. 
I think that's fair to have. And look, uh, you know, your team peaked with a, a beat down over Kansas. My team peaked beating your team. <laughs> pretty much. It, was, it, was, it was a lot of bad memes and all downhill from there, kids. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, well, we move, we will we'll always have those memes. Anyway, <laughs> we move on to the evening game of the West region. Number three, Texas Tech. This is a team nobody knew anything about before the tournament. Don't lie. Only Red Raiders fans did. They are guns up and they are guns hot. And they draw number two, Duke, the, the engine that keeps going. A team that was completely overseeded. They were totally ranked by the front of the jersey and their coach retiring and all the, the prestige. But they played great basketball. Look, they should have lost to Michigan State. Tom Izzo had them and he let them off the mat. Thanks a lot, Tom. Well, you know what? It don't matter because I think the Texas Tech Red Raiders are going to put an end to the national nightmare and send Coach K home. Give me the Red Raiders in this one. One of my all-time least favorite people is Coach Mike Krzyzewski, and nothing would make me happier than to see him with that fart smell face he makes after his team loses. <laughs> and and I just want Texas Tech to beat the doors off of Duke and to just send him home in disgrace with his bad wig in his hands, just run him completely off the out of. I, I want him. I want him anathema to college basketball after this. I just want him gone, gone. I don't want to see his. His weasel face pop up on any pregame shows or postgame shows. I don't want to see him on ESPN. I don't want him to do any book tours. I want him to resign in disgrace. Oh, spoken like a true Kentucky man. Uh, I, I want to say this about Coach K. There's a delicious irony that Texas Tech, the last stop of Bobby Knight, his mentor who fell out with him, might be the team that sends him home. That's that's rich, and I can't let yeah. that go. Um, I'm I look, but honestly, for basketball reasons, Duke plays good ball. They don't play they don't play consistent ball. Texas Tech does better team. Give me Texas Tech. I like I like the Red Raiders here as well. But also, all right. So we move over to the South region. Hey, we talk about the Lady Wolverines. The fellas said, "Hey, we want in on some of this." Number eleven, Michigan. Surviving and advancing forward, they draw number two Villanova. Uh, you know, I had Nova coming this far. I really thought Tennessee was going to be the team they would be facing at this point. I yeah. didn't think Michigan would survive, but not only did they survive Tennessee, they blew them off the court, man. And there's something to be said for that. And I'm going way out on the limb here, Ron, but I think Michigan's a team that's just got hot at the right minute, and I think they're going to catch a good matchup with Villanova here. Give me the Wolverines. I, I'm 100% agree with Matthew. Michigan's playing like they've got the proverbial horseshoe right now. And can we talk about the, the coaching job Jawan Howard has been doing there? Unreal. Right. Yeah, that, he punches a dude out, and then he comes back and coaches better. Because <laughs> that team was that, – that whole program was dead in the water. And here mm-hmm. he comes. You're right, and it all it all started with that punch. And well, you it, remember that time when 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 in Hoosiers when Gene Hackman purposely told the ref to throw him out of the game? Yep. <laughs> and it, it, but it's, I'm telling you, it's man, everything's a work. All right, and it, that was all set up to get him get him ready. And I feel like Jawan Howard, if I remember my uh, Bill Simmons podcasts correctly, is a fan of Hoosiers, so maybe he's yep. taken a little bit from the Hackman playbook. Maybe so. I look. I like it though. We we both like Michigan here. So uh, you know, 
Villanova, no offense, but I, I think you're just a tad overrated uh, in this one. But, hey, it is what it is. Well, I'll tell you who's not overrated. These next two teams, like legit. Houston, legit basketball team. The five seed, that's a little low in my opinion. That's just some some mid-major hate right there. Uh, taking on number one Arizona, that's one of the best-looking teams I've seen all year, dude. Like, they oh, play yeah. insane basketball, Wildcats. I think you're going to get points of Palooza in this one. It's going to be a late night. If you're on the East Coast like us, it's a 9.59 tip, whatever. you got nothing to do on Friday. Nobody does any work. Um, so, just stay and watch it anyway because it's going to be exciting. I think we get overtime maybe, but I like Arizona here to, to pull that out down the stretch. It's a little more depth. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick against Arizona at this point because they've just been so good, and they have they had the the one loss or they had the one loss earlier in the year, and it just kind of lit the fire underneath them. They've had two losses all season, if I, if my math is right. They mm-hmm. are just you talk about reaping the whirlwind, like they're just this is Lute Olson wishes he had these kind of Arizona Wildcats back in the day, right? Oh. Un- unreal how good a ball they're playing right now. Unreal. All right, we both like the Wildcats over Houston. Let's go to Friday night, the East region. We'll go by this fast, Ron, but we got to talk about it. Uh, number 15, St. Peter's. Going to take on the number three, Purdue Boilermakers. Just, just lay it out for me. Tell me how it's going to go. At a certain point, Cinderella loses her glass slipper. But I don't think it's going to be to Purdue. If anybody can outgrind the Boilermakers, it's going to be these guys because they've already they've already beaten a blue blood, and they've already beaten the very scrappy, slightly underrated Murray State, who have played great ball all year as well. And I feel like they, I feel like there's just too they're just too hot right now for Purdue for Purdue to do anything about it. Look, I agree with everything you said. They are so hot. It's going to be tough. But it's the thing about Boilermakers, man. They used to working in the heat. And these guys throw points on the board. They dump points on Texas like nobody I'd seen all year. Really. I'm going to have to stay with the Boilermakers. But I think it's going to be uncomfortable and nasty, just like working in a boiler room. Uh, But I think they come out of Freddy Krueger's land with the win here. So they're going to take out St. Peter's for us. I think think you're going to have another overtime game. Yeah, could definitely see it. Could definitely see it. The nightcap, though, the evening one of that one, that's the one I want to peep on because uh, UNC, I I left them for dead. I did not think they would get past Baylor. They they, they got past them all right. Uh, They took them out. They get to take on number four UCLA. I feel like UCLA at number four, and nobody realizes how good they are, man. Like, that is a really, really good basketball team. And people forget about them because Arizona is so darn good. They're the same conference. But this is not the UCLA that got in on reputation alone a few years ago. They play good basketball. And it's going to be a fight because UNC plays so good underneath. They got good bigs. But something tells me the, the stretch and the threes that UCLA can drop on people make the difference. I, I, like, uh, I like the Bruins here. Now, I could be wrong. This is what speculation isn't UCLA one of the two teams to beat Arizona this year? I think you're right. I'd have to go back and look up the tape, but yeah. I can't not go with UCLA here. They it's it's weird to think about UCLA like the second or third so, good. So to wind it back, they actually did not beat Arizona. They played them close a couple of times, but they did not beat them. So to uh, be fair. Well, so, okay. Yeah. Well, 
I think if you can hang with Arizona, you, you've got no problem beating North Carolina at this point. This this is a better North Carolina team than they have any right to be, but this is a UCLA team that's being slept on. And I think a lot of that is due to the name. They used to, they're used to getting a lot of uh, positive feedback based on the name. They're used to just walking into an NCAA tournament slot. But this is a legit UCLA team, and they definitely no, they- deserve to be here. Yeah, they definitely are. It, yeah, to to correct myself, to recorrect myself, Arizona's lost three times this year. They lost to Tennessee uh, around Christmas time. Uh, they did lose to UCLA. They got dump trucked by UCLA, and then they beat them on the second time around. And then uh, they uh, they lost one more game to Colorado in uh, February that meant nothing to anyone. Uh, that, so, that, that UCLA dump trucking is really what lit the fire in, under Arizona. Yeah, sure. after that, they were a different team, yeah. I'm not sure how the Colorado thing happened, but <laughs> mailing it in a couple weeks after uh, Valentine's Day. I don't know. A lot of a lot of weird things happened in February. So a lot of bad memes happened in basketball in February. Let's just let's not remember February. Let's remember January when things were wonderful. But <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so so we both like the Bruins as we lick our wounds over our teams not being a part of this anymore. Um, and. Now I have to talk about the Midwest region where, where the murder of my team took place. Um, but first, we talk about Providence taking on number one, Kansas. You know, Bill Self is a guy that I don't like, but I don't really hate either. Um, he's sort of a less slimier version of some of the slimy coaches in the NCAA. Uh, and I'm not just talking about his hairstyle. Uh, I mean, you I can do say John like the way he, name. It's fine. I mean, you know, that's who I first thought of was, was Cal. Uh, but he's not the only one. There are many. There are many. Um, the dearly departed Will Wade from LSU is right up there, too, with his strong-ass basketball team. Uh, but <laughs> who all just transferred, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, but anyway, uh, Bruce throws good barbecues. That's all I'm saying, guys. Anyway, um, back to Kansas and Providence. Look, Kansas has played solid ball all year. Uh, they, they're number one seed for a reason. Uh, it's not a joke. Um, now, they've lost some games throughout the year, too, but I actually think the fact that they took a few on the chin make them a little bit tougher. Uh, Providence, uh, you know, they put together a great run here uh, to get to this point. And being a four seed, that's a lot of respect. Something tells me, though, Kansas has more depth, better defense in this one. I know it's a, it's a constant theme, but those are things I just kind of look at in, in tournament basketball. I like Kansas here, but I don't think it's, uh, you know, handily or anything. I think Providence is going to give them a game. Yeah, Providence is definitely a, a gamer squad, but it's it's you're getting to the point where depth really starts to matter. And Kansas one through eight are are, are Kansas one through eight are going to be enough to overwhelm Providence one through twelve. Yeah, you know yeah. it's it's just it is what it is. It's uh you know can't teach speed, can't teach athletic ability. And it's, nope. and Kansas is loaded with it. Yeah. So, yeah. We both like the Jayhawks. So we wrap it up in the Midwest region with the 10 versus the 11. Who had that? No one except alumni uh, from those places. The number 11 Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, having defense their way through a headless LSU team. Okay, you get that one. And then smashing Wisconsin into pieces. Um, 
take on a Miami hurricane squad who lives and dies much like the Miami vice um, drug Lords did on the eighties TV show. They run four guards and a forward who might as well just be another guard. And all they do is swipe at the ball and steal and get fast break points. And it friggin' works. I've seen it with my own two eyes. They beat a USC team. I didn't think they could beat. They beat an Auburn team. I didn't think they could beat. I thought that was a great matchup for Auburn. It was a horrendous one. And now they get you get the most defensive, slowest team against the fastest, flashiest team ever. And if this was football, it, that'd make a difference. I'd go like, mm, weight is going to lay on you. <laughs> Put some yeah. weight on it. It's going to matter. But, man, I, I'm, I'm buying in. I'm buying into the U. I don't know what it is, but I think Miami's going to get by. They're going to get to the Elite Eight out of this. Oh, man. I, I feel like we just are simpatico. You make a really good argument for Miami and why Miami is going to just run past Iowa State. But, uh, I, but I feel like those corn those corn fed kids, I think there's something there. I feel like Miami's going to run into a, a barbed wire fence. And I think oof. and I think Iowa State is going to going to grind, going to take it down low, going to stick them elbows out, going to stick them knees out, and I think that it's going to be a it's all going to come down to to the whistle. If they let them play, Iowa State, I think, is going to take it. And I feel like they're going to let them play. Man, it, you know what? It's the 959 tip. It's going to be tired. I I think you're onto something there. That's not a bad pick, picking Iowa State. Iowa State and Kansas. That might be Kansas's nightmare, by the way, in the that Elite Eight. That is Kansas' <laughs> nightmare. Kansas don't want I any do, of that. Yeah, do not want if you are Kansas as a part of that. So just to recap, the men's final or the men's Sweet 16 as, as you and I see it here. We both got Ohio State taking out Texas. We both like Stanford over uh, – well, I'm looking at the women's bracket again. What am I doing here? Okay, it's professional broadcasting people. All right, so we both like Gonzaga over Arkansas. We both like Texas Tech over Duke, probably for personal reasons, but whatever. So I think we can stand by that. Uh, we both like Michigan over Villanova. We both like Arizona past Houston. You took St. Peter's over uh, um, Purdue. I'm going with the Boilermakers. I think they'll they'll take care of St. Peter's, but it'll be tough. We both like UCLA over North Carolina. We both like Kansas over Providence. You like Iowa State over Miami. I like Miami. So that's the Elite Eight. Let's go back and and pick the final four here now. So it's, it's worth noting, we'll start with actually that last one. I'm going to go to the Kansas-Iowa State or Kansas-Miami game uh, because I think Kansas wins. I'll tell you right now, I, I would pick Kansas out of, out of any of that bunch, no matter what happens. They played Iowa State twice this year, and they beat them, but it wasn't pretty either time. Kansas, no. I, can it, can you do it three times in a row, Ron, or or is it the, the year of the Cyclone? Three times in a row is asking a lot, especially of Kansas – but man, they're just too good. I think. I think they can't do it. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be bowling shoe ugly, as J- as Jim <laughs> Ross would say. I, I I feel like Kansas. If you're Kansas, you want Miami. You don't want Iowa State a third time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like stylistically, if you're Kansas, you want Miami because you can run with them. So I've I feel like I, I feel like. I'm going to go with Kansas. I'm going to hold my nose and go with Kansas just because I feel like that's a tall, that's a tall ask for any team in that Midwest region to beat. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Uh, we'll we'll stay with it going up uh, through the regions. We'll go through the east here. You've got St. Peter's UCLA. I've got Purdue UCLA. Honestly, man, that's a tough one for me to pick. I'm going to stick with the Bruins because I think they're they're a little slightly disrespected. Uh, but that's not going to be an easy win. But I'll take the Bruins in this one. But uh, who you got? You're going to stay on the uh, the Peacocks train. I am not. This is where the Peacock gets plucked. Uh, I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with UCLA. They're just too good. I feel like you're right. UCLA is either going to be underrated or overrated. I feel like they're rarely ever properly rated. I feel like this is an underrated UCLA team that's playing. They're playing a little bit mad. They got that chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. I think they've got a lot of bulls in board fodder. And I feel like if St. Peter's really does beat Purdue, it's going to be, it's going to be a whole night of St. Peter's headlines Nobody's going to talk about UCLA, and I think that's going to make them mad. And you know, you know what happens when you make Bruce Banner mad or Bruce <laughs> yeah. Bruce Bruin mad? <laughs> yes, uh, you you wouldn't like him angry. Uh, yeah, so we both like the Bruins here to get that win. Let's stay. Let's go to the South Region. You, we both got Michigan Arizona in this one. Do you talk about a fight? Like this is going to be a fight. This to get some goons down below. <laughs> I mean, turn yeah. the lights down. It's going to be a rough game right here. Jawan Howard's about pick- to put on a fake mustache and <laughs> <laughs> something. Yeah. Come out on the court. Yeah. Look, they ought to come out to the Stone Cold music because at that point, you talk about an 11 seed playing in the Elite Eight with house money going against Arizona. But I'm too much of a chalk guy, man. I just can't. I just can't overlook the Wildcats. They're just too dang good, man. Just uh, they're too good. Uh, give me the Wildcats. Yeah, Arizona's going to be a tough out. Tough out for anybody. I feel like I got to go with Arizona as well. Rock chalk Wildcats, I guess. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll stick with the Wildcats, both of us, because I think I think we're making the smart move. Yeah. Now, if Jawan Howard punches another guy out, all bets are off. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, yeah, he starts laying people out, it's over. He lays his own team out, I, it's really over. Next, the last one, man, Gonzaga, Texas Tech, maybe actually the most interesting matchup of all of this that we've concocted here, truthfully, besides that Midwest region action, because, the, I mean, really, Gonzaga has not played anybody all year. They really haven't. And they're going to have to eventually, and the eventually starts now. No offense, Arkansas, but it's going to start with this Texas Tech team. And I'm I, look. I I've been on the Zag train. I I've even got them in in my my uh, pickums bracket. But I got to tell you, man, after seeing it play out, I'm going to go Red Raiders. I'm pulling the upset. Give me Texas Tech. Guns up. Uh, I believe uh, it is a common expression where you're from, Jay, to say Gonzaga ain't played nobody, Paul. <laughs> And I feel that like, true. and I feel like there's something there, and I feel like Texas Tech is a is a tough, battle hardened team. I feel like Gonzaga's kind of taking it easy out there in the West Coast, getting a little bit of a, getting a little bit of a favorable seating, getting a little bit of that home cooking. But I feel like there's just, you know, to paraphrase Arn Anderson, what's going to happen when the guns go out? You know, when the guns are up, <laughs> pull out the Glock and go with Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. All right. So to recap for the final four, 
We've got Texas. We, we're, we're the same. We've got Texas Tech, Arizona, UCLA, and Kansas. You want to talk about something that will piss off the, the Southeast and the Northeast <laughs> elites, that Final Four, my friend, will make some people mad in New York. Woo. Uh, but uh, you know what? Yeah, I think it would be some good basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, the Final Four sponsored by corn. <laughs> yes. Corn and biscuits. So that's what that final four says. Yeah, the uh, the soybeans dot the soybeansfutures.com final four. <laughs> yes. Billy Ray, I feel good. Final four. That's what that is. <laughs> Well, hey, it's been a lot of fun chopping up the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight with you here, Ron. Tell folks how they can follow you and all the cool stuff you're doing on the internet. You can follow me uh, and my exploits at denofgeek.com. I'm currently doing The Walking Dead and Snowpiercer right now, among other things. I'll be doing The Walking Dead throughout the season, and odds are I'll be doing a spinoff when it happens. And you can also follow me over at the Filmstrip Podcast. Just search Filmstrip Podcast. Yeah, check out Filmstrip at Filmstrip Pod on all the socials. Check me out at Den of Geek. And also check out the Geek Lounge. There's lots of fun stuff happening there all the time. I'm actually super excited to see this thing get off the ground. I'm I'm very I'm very pumped for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I am too. We, I'm already lining up shows with different folks. I've got Anthony from Tis the Podcast coming on sometime this summer because as a New York sports fan, he's got a lot to commiserate about. And as a long-suffering Knicks fan, he and I live in that same world for a little bit. So <laughs> we're going to talk about the the direct it is to be a fan of New York sports teams uh, sometimes, even when they win. It's awful. Uh, so <laughs> we'll get into that later on. But lots of fun stuff at Geek Lounge. Folks, thanks for hanging out here on the Sports Ball Grinder we appreciate the support. Look, you know, how, how do you follow the show? Just subscribe to the show in your podcast feed. Go to thegeeklounge.com. You'll find out links for all of our other stuff out there. And you can follow me on Twitter at JRan here if you want to catch up with me and what's going on with the show. Appreciate the support. Keep grinding. We'll talk to you again when it's time to break down the final four. 